This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. There you will find pillows and stools featuring your favorite sports teams. Also, you will see sets with your kids' favorite cartoon or movie characters. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSESports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. Hey, everyone in! Let's go! Huddle up on three! One, two, three! Huddle Huddle up. up! No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Jim, Dave, and Sean. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! Those first place Cowboys, that's right. Welcome into Huddle Up Podcast. We've been off for a few weeks, uh, letting the uh, holiday get a little bit extended, but it is Wednesday, November 28th. We're back. We are live, and uh, we have tons to talk about this week, including the picture is becoming clearer, uh, but yet there are still tons of questions. But first, make sure you visit all of our social media. We are uh, at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. Dave is at Huddle Up Dave, and I am at Big Jim Sports. Also, go to NGSCSports.com. That is the homepage for our home network, and of course, the sponsor of NGSC Sports and this show, Alicia's Pillows and Things. Still time to get in those orders uh, before Christmas. Now less than a month away. Hard to believe there. Music kicking back up. Sorry about that, folks. Music kicking back up. But uh, we are back and we are live and we are glad to bring you this show. Make sure you like and share the live video. If you are watching it live with us, make sure you uh, throw some comments up. In the uh, in the live video feed, if you want to do that, you can also call into the show at 401-347-0613. Use pin 29312 when prompted again, 401-347-0613, and then use pin 29312. Let's get Dave on the line. Dave, how are you doing this week, bud? Hey, Jim, we're doing well. Uh 
survived the uh, Thanksgiving weekend uh, with some great football. And uh, did you ever think that we'd be here the end of November and talking about the first place Cowgirls? Uh, no, definitely not this year. That is for sure. Um, the, tomorrow night may get a little interesting. We'll get to that when we uh, when we get to the NFL talk. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a wild couple of weeks. And uh, we're on the home stretch, obviously, College Football Conference Championship weekend. The final college football playoff rankings come out this Sunday night or this Sunday afternoon. Um, and uh, we'll find out who's going to be playing um, for a potential college football national championship. So uh, lot, lots of stuff to discuss tonight. Um, but, Dave, I, I also want to remind people that uh, the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals uh, have their top line Tom back, and uh, since his return, they are seven and one. I believe they've won six straight, and uh, Willie's on pace to I think it's have uh, over eighty-two points, which would be a point per game in a regular season, um, but not for him. Obviously, he missed the first fourteen games of the year. So, um, for all of those people that uh, have have harped that top line Tom is is not a quality hockey player. Uh, he is proving you wrong once again, and that would be Stanley Cup champion, top line Tom. And he uh, he spent 14 games there uh, studying up uh, Alex O and uh, figuring out how to score the score some goals. I think, uh, but we're happy to have uh, terrific Tommy back. Absolutely, uh, obviously, one more week here, Dave, to, for people to uh, go head to head with us uh, for the week. Uh, with our Huddle Up Pick'em page. If you go to tinyurl.com slash huddleuppick'em, you can make uh, picks for this week. Unfortunately, you you, you won for the year because uh, on vacation last week, I forgot to make picks. Uh, I think you were probably going to win either way, but uh, I, I forfeited by default when I forgot to make picks last week. So, uh, you know, Dave gets the uh, gets the victory there. Again, not not that it was necessarily in doubt. I will... Uh, I will forfeit that one to you because uh you were kicking ass over there but um it is what it is uh again if you're following along with the live video make sure to give it a like and a share leave some comments there for us we'd appreciate that if you do call in uh just let us kind of finish up our thought i'll have you on mute there and uh we'll, we'll get you in uh once we do that so dave let's look at this week's college football playoff rankings um obviously this is kind of i would say the, the biggest news out of the week um, uh, NFL or college, uh, obviously with, with, with picks for the conference title games, um, you know, that that's going to change some things most likely, or maybe not depending how you pick it, uh, for, uh, this Sunday's final rankings. But let's look at them. Uh, number one, Alabama, number two, Clemson, number three, Notre Dame, no shock there. Uh, all three of those teams won. Um, so, so I didn't think there was going to be any change there. Of course, Michigan falls big to Ohio state. Um, so that puts Georgia at number four, Oklahoma at number five, Ohio State jumps from 10 to six, uh, Michigan falls from four to seven, uh, UCF comes in at eight. Um, I, I, I think this has to do with the, the injury of the quarterback Milton. We'll discuss that. Uh, Florida at nine, LSU 10. Um, so really, Dave, to me, uh, unless, you know, the, the, the most chaotic of scenarios happens, uh, I think that your final four is somewhere in these top six. You think that's I, – I, I would think that's fairly safe to say. I mean, I, I, I guess UCF still has a shot, which we can discuss that scenario and whether or not they kind of got screwed. But but I, I would say that the top – or the final four 
which we'll see unveiled Sunday at noon, is 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 in your top six. Is, do you think that's correct? Yeah, Jim. I think uh, I, I think you're probably right on that. Um, in theory, assuming nothing chaotic happens, I, mean, I think your your top three are pretty much set in stone. Um, although I think that I'm going to poke you poke the bear a little bit if uh, both Ohio State and Oklahoma win pretty big on uh, Saturday because there's a chance that the committee will do the the uncommittee thing and make championships more valuable than an undefeated regular season. And uh, just to give you some anxiety because I know you need some. Uh, assistance there and it's what Dave does but uh what would be interesting to me is what does the committee do if Alabama beats Georgia Clemson wins Notre Dame doesn't play um Georgia would lose them for Oklahoma and Ohio State would both lose do they put Michigan in or UCF I think they go with Michigan um and I, I honestly think this comes down to uh, that that scenario comes down to what does UCF look like against Memphis with a backup quarterback. Obviously, Milton suffering a, a horrific injury. Back-to-back weekends with, with horrific quarterback injuries, of course, the one to Alex Smith and then to uh, Mackenzie Milton. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, Milton has had surgery and uh, you know to kind of get blood flow back through his leg. They said he should uh, fully recover. Alex Smith, I guess there's questions on, on whether or not he's uh, ever going to play again. Uh, and I think that has to do with age plus injury. So, Obviously, it's it's that's a rough situation. But um, here's the thing: like, if UCF goes out, and and we'll, as we'll get to it in a little bit, um, you know, they they're currently only a three point favorite. That game, when the two teams met before, was a one point game. Uh, if it, if it's close like that, and Oklahoma and Ohio State lose, and Georgia loses, I I I, I don't see the committee putting UCF against Alabama because. Like it's 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 evident at that point that they're 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 not not and I don't think with Mackenzie Milton they would stand a chance against Alabama. Let me preface it with that. But I I, I just I, I would have a hard time seeing them say, okay, backup quarterback versus eight and four Memphis, unranked Memphis. You know, you only won by let's say six. Um, we're gonna put you in against Alabama. Like I I don't see that happening. Now I also think that. You know how, and and I hate I hate to kind of play this game because again, but it, it this is this is what people are doing this week. So, how bad does Georgia lose to Alabama? Is it close? Is it an overtime game? Is it a close loss or is it a blowout? Same with Oklahoma to Texas. Same with Ohio State to Northwestern. Like, um, I think it comes down to, to point total. If we're talking overtime games or seven overtime game, uh, like we saw with the uh, A and M and LSU last weekend. You know, maybe one of those Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State teams still finds a way in. Like the unfortunately, the 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 manner in which Michigan lost, and I think it was a bit of Ohio State had their best game, Michigan had their worst game, but the manner in which they lost, I I, I have a hard time seeing the committee saying, "Okay, Michigan, we'll get we'll get you back in here." Not that I don't think Michigan is is is, is good enough. Like if they play their best game, but um, yeah, the, the, you know when just when the picture starts getting a little bit clearer, because you know, like you said, uh, you know, most likely Alabama in, Clemson in, Notre Dame definitely in, and I'm going to put a stamp on that definitely in. Like 
wh- who is that fourth team? Like, what? Like, I, I, I think that is that is like the most confusing and blurred question that we've had in college football all season is who is this fourth team going to be? And there's first of all, Jim, we're fighting a little bit because I'm still a little butthurt on the uh, LSU Texas A&M game. (laughs) (laughs) I had uh, Texas A&M minus two and a half. So that one hurt. Oh, ouch. But I mean, your, your fourth team, I mean, it, it all comes down to some of the arguments I have against the whole college football playoff. And, um, if you're looking to give the team the team that's going to give Ohio State the or not Ohio State but Alabama the best game, it's probably a different team than you pick for the money aspect versus a different team than resume wise. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's we, we part of the college football issue is we need to find the purpose of making the playoffs are and and who we're giving it to. Like is it because some years it feels like it's popularity, some years it feels like hey they got the top four teams in here, some years it's other things. Yeah. Because I mean, here's the thing: if, if 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 you know if the scenario that you said plays out, and Bama, Clemson win, uh, Oklahoma, obviously Georgia, Ohio State lose, then you're going to have a Georgia team with two losses. You're going to have an Oklahoma team with two losses. You're going to have an Ohio State team with two losses. And like you said, there's that Michigan team at number seven that has, and and I hate using this term. To determine a playoff a potential playoff spot, but they had they would have two better losses than uh, well actually no didn't Georgia would have lost to Alabama Georgia would have lost to LSU right um man like here's the thing I I I don't I don't think we get chaos enough to go, do we do UCF, Michigan, or one of the teams that lost on Saturday? I don't think we have that chaotic of a scenario, Um, which is good and bad depending on your thoughts on a four-team college football playoff. But, like – again, I I think – I think eight – I still say eight teams is the the magic number, but – and even if the, those teams that you said lose, I, I, I don't, I don't think that the, the, all of them would be big enough losses to knock one of them all the all the way out to to, to boost a Michigan in or a, or UCF in. Because I, I don't think UCF is going to win big enough this weekend to, to make their case even in a, even in chaos, if that makes sense. No, Jim, it doesn't. Uh, I, I completely agree. I don't think. Uh... I don't think UCF has any chance. I mean, ultimately, this is a business um, for college football, and UCF isn't going to bring the money. Whether they deserve it or not, that's a whole other story. But, I mean, realistically, um, UCF is probably about the 10th best team in the country. Um, But that's not to say that they're not going to beat some of these other teams on any given Sunday or Saturday. Right. And unfortunately for them, um, they're – playoff hopes their playoff dreams went down with Mackenzie Milton like the 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 scenario that's potentially playing itself out for this weekend um would be so much more intriguing and have that element of can UCF find its way in if Mackenzie Milton doesn't get hurt 
Because if Mackenzie Milton doesn't get hurt, I think UCF is at least at number seven and Michigan is at number eight. I, I, I think they're ahead of them. They m- may even be ahead of Ohio State, but probably not based on the final score of Ohio State-Michigan. So let's just pretend with Mackenzie Milton that you, UCF would be at seven. Then I think if you're talking Georgia-Oklahoma-Ohio State loss, there, then UCF may get that opportunity. They, they may get that Cinderella spot, you know, the Boise State versus Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, now, you know, here, here's the thing about Cinderella. Sometimes mid, midnight comes a little quicker than you thought. And I, I think the, the best thing, and I said it last year, and I'm going to say it again, the best thing for UCF, and UCF fans are not going to want to hear this. People who are banging the drum for UCF are not going to want to hear this. But the best thing for college football and a potential larger college football playoff field, the best thing that can happen is last year UCF doesn't get into the playoff, beats, I think they beat Auburn in their bowl game, and finishes the year undefeated. They get some computer index national championship. Uh, they can get the, the 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 rings and the banners and the cars and all of that. And then this year, run the table again. And they're one game away from running the table again. And then you're going to get a New Year's Six Bowl game for the second straight year. And I get your quarterback went down. But if you can win that bowl game, then maybe you finish, you know, sixth or fifth in the final rankings. And guess what? That that argument for Cinderella gets a little bit louder. And and that argument for an 18 playoff gets a little bit louder. And I think that's what ha- that, that is the better scenario for college football in a bigger playoff than UCF, you know, falling backwards into the number 4 spot and losing by 70 to Alabama. Now, for me, and maybe wanting wanting some of the UCF people to realize that they're not on the level, uh, is I want them to get in. And I want them to lose by 60 or whatever it is. Because, you know, then they realize that at least in the four-team playoff and in the current format, they're never going to get in. Or it's going to take some of the most chaotic scenarios to get in. Because really, this year... Up until, you know, five days ago, didn't have a lot of drama as as it pertained to the college football playoff rankings. It's been pretty much, you know, the 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 same top four most of the way. I mean, it was the what the same top four for three straight weeks. There was no drama, and as long as those four teams won, it was, there was never going to be any drama. There was never going to be any discussion. There was never going to be any, well, this team should have got in over so-and-so. Well, that changed on Saturday. And, and, and now, look, you know, now look at where we are. This is where it gets fun. And we're, we're a couple of days away. Obviously, the Pac-12 championship is going to have no impact uh, on the college football playoff. But Saturday, it, it's not – we're not far from Saturday, Dave, and we're not far from at least – getting uh you know a, a clearer picture of what the rankings are going to look like come Sunday at noon but the, I guess the, the the question I have and, and I think this was uh, I want to say it was a, a, a an article by Dan Wetzel Yahoo Sports where he basically you know says that the conference championship weekend 
at least this year, is basically pointless. I mean, you have Alabama, Georgia, but besides that, you, you don't you don't have a lot of games of consequence because the Pac-12 has no impact. Um, you know, the 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 Big Twelve, you would think Oklahoma is probably going to win. Um, most likely, you would think Alabama is going to win. Clemson's going to win. Ohio State's going to win. And 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 your 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 top four is going to cr- have a little bit of buzz and some drama come Sunday, but. Because of the the structure of most conferences and divisions, like look at the Big Ten is a prime example. Um, th- there's not a lot of drama going into this weekend. You, you, you're 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 fairly certain, barring some crazy upset, who's going to win. So, you know, Dan Wetzel kind of says that you know you should do away with conference championship weekend and and start an eight team playoff this week. I, I don't know that I'm willing to go that far because there are there are years where where the conferences are stronger and a little tighter at the top and this and that. But here's a thought that I had, kind of taking Wetzel's idea and and morphing it a bit. So let's still have conference championship weekend, Dave. But instead of having like the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West, where you know Ohio State is playing Northwestern now, Northwestern may scare Ohio State a little bit. But Northwestern's eight and four. There's a pretty good chance that on a neutral field, in perfect weather, because it's in a dome, that Ohio State is going to probably defeat Northwestern. Like you would think that they kind of woke up last week. But let's say the Big Ten doesn't have an East and a West. It's just the Big Ten. Well, guess what the Big Ten oh, chance? Hey Jim, what's that? Have you seen what the Big Twelve does? You should look it up. Well, yeah, they they don't have divisions because they don't have they don't have twelve teams. Like, because I think you know, I think for whatever reason, college football sets that divider. You know, so so you, the, you were rambling a little too much. I had to break it up. Well, I was I was I was getting there. I was getting there. Um, the big if Big Ten championship this weekend without divisions would be a rematch of last week. What what game is more interesting to you, Dave? Northwestern, number twenty-one in the country at eight and four versus number six Ohio State, or number seven Michigan versus number six Ohio State on a neutral field with a chance at redemption. Like I, 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 th- I, I kind of like I kind of like the Northwestern game because I'm going to take the points and probably cash another ticket. Okay, from from a non-gambling standpoint, Dave. <laughs> For me, for me, I had to go. I had to find a legitimate reason to go against you, but uh, obviously the, the Ohio State Michigan game is uh, is more interesting, right? I mean, like obviously Pac twelve, even I think the ACC, like ACC, is not not very strong this year. But the, you know, the point is, I think if, if if I would love to see conferences do away with divisions, I get why they do it in a way. But like, do away with the divisions, and uh, and and have a real championship that means something. Like you said, the the Big Twelve, case in point, they only have ten teams. It's the top two teams, and and they've been marketing that great. The marketing, for as bad as Fox's uh, uh, Fox's college football presentation is, I guess that's on ABC, so that's why it has been better because Fox's is terrible. But ABC has been marketing it brilliantly. It's the only conference championship game that has the top two teams in a conference. So that that's what we're getting, but um, 
so yeah, I, so Dave, before we get to the, um, well, actually, we should hit the predictions and of the games for this weekend, and then we can uh, then we can tackle what we think the final four uh, will look like. So let's go to uh, Friday night uh, on Fox, eight p.m. from Levi Stadium. It's the Pac-12 Championship. Number seventeen Utah, nine and three, taking on number eleven Washington, who's a five and a half point favorite. They are also nine and three. The over under forty four and a half. Washington won the uh, matchup during the regular season back in week three, twenty one to seven. Um, I'm going to go Utah with the upset here. Um, I think Washington's been a pretty big disappointment. Um, and you know you're, you're still going to get a bowl game either way. Both these teams are going to get a bowl game, but. Um, I, I feel like a Pac-12 championship might mean more right now to Utah. I, I think Washington's probably disappointed, still licking their wounds. Uh, so I'm going to take Utah to win out right here, and uh, I'm going to go the under. I, these these two teams um, are, are not your typical Pac-12 teams, at least not this year. I'm going Washington in the over then. I think the uh, Huskies found some momentum last weekend, and they're going to keep it rolling this weekend. A uh, big win in the, uh, I believe it's what, the Apple Cup? Yes. Something like that last weekend. The snowy apple cup. Um, yeah, nothing like a beautiful uh, day in Pullman, Washington. <laughs> but uh, for the for the record, uh, Dave hit the uh, Washington plus two and a half in the uh, the under for a nice parlay. Thank you. There you go. For Washington. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, Big 12 championship again, the top two teams in that conference. Uh, this one on Saturday kicks off the day on ABC at noon from AT&T Stadium. Number 14, Texas, and 9-3, and taking on the 11-1, and number 5, Oklahoma Sooners, uh, who are an 8-point favorite. The over-under on this game is, uh, is 78. Uh, Texas won the matchup in Week 6, 48-45. Uh, um, I'd, I'd love to say Texas here um, just for the sake of chaos. Um, but I'm going to take Oklahoma. I'm going to take Oklahoma with the points. I'm going to take the over because it's the Big 12. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Oklahoma realizes that how big this situation is. Um, so I think that's going to give him the edge. So I'm taking the under, and I'm taking Texas with the points, and I will take Oklahoma straight up by a field goal. Okay. Um, this is a good bet for those that are so inclined to do so. Um, it's legal in Pennsylvania now, so we can talk about it more. Um, but the the Tom Herman, the coach of Texas, is like something ridiculous, like 14-3 and as an underdog um, in covering the spread. So um, they will be invested on Texas somehow this weekend. All right, there you go. Uh, let's go to the AAC because theoretically this one could still impact uh, – <clears throat> could still impact the college football playoff and just because it's fun to pick championship games uh on abc at 3 30 from spectrum stadium that is at ucf um it is eight and four memphis taking on number eight ucf uh who's 11 and 0 and a three-point home favorite uh in this one the over under 64 and a half ucf won their week seven meeting 31 to 30 um you know just just to kind of make things more interesting, uh, I'm going to go Memphis here to pull the upset. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I don't think that UCF offense, regardless of what they did um, last week with the with the backup quarterback, 
I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go the under on this one. I, I just. I, I, I again, I think this this is this is where kind of the magic runs out, and that you know you can use the excuse you had the injury to Milton, whatever, however you want to play it off. But I, I just think this is where the magic ends for UCF. So Memphis outright and uh, and the under. I, I like that Memphis outright, uh, but I like the over in this. Uh, Memphis can freaking score and. Um, the interesting piece on this, Jim, is I think if uh, if you saw the line when they released it, they released the line at uh, Memphis like plus eight or so. So you could have had a really good number on Memphis. But uh, I still like three because I like them straight up. So uh, go Tigers. All right. And uh, now let's go to the SEC. Probably the game that uh, I, I think, you know, this is going to be the best game of the weekend probably. And – uh, probably, and, and is I think going to have the most eyes because it it could have the biggest impact on what happens for that uh, for that final four on Sunday. So it is uh, Saturday at four p.m. on CBS from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, two teams did not play in the regular season. It is number one Alabama at twelve and zero. They are a thirteen point favorite uh, versus number four Georgia, who is eleven and one. The over under at sixty three. Um. Man, I, what I I just would love to see Georgia win to see the impact that it would have on the top four. Like, is it going to be big enough for Alabama to fall out of the top four? Um, if Georgia wins big enough, you know, do they jump Notre Dame? Like Notre Dame's in either way. Like I said, but you know, do, does Georgia? You know, does Georgia knock Notre Dame back to? four? Four, and then is it still Clemson Notre Dame but in a different location like there's so many intriguing questions that can come out of this game but I just I don't see it with Georgia I, I don't think this is the best Georgia team I don't think this is the best coach Georgia team um, so I'm gonna go Alabama I'm gonna to win outright I'm gonna take Georgia with the points though I think this game is closer uh, than that 13 number and uh, I'm gonna go with the under Regardless of how well Alabama can score, um, I think that I think this one is tight. I really do. I'm on board with Alabama straight up with Georgia catching the points, catching the 13-ish, but I'm taking the over. Um, the the one thing that concerns me with Alabama, and I think it's in something that's pretty well documented, is how healthy is Tua. Right. Yeah, I mean he didn't uh, he didn't have the brace on. Um, this past weekend, so I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if he if he is finally healthy or if um they the, they figured he just didn't need it. Um, against Auburn, you know, Auburn obviously uh a bit of a disappointment I think this year, but um you know he he didn't have the brace on this week, so you know in terms of his health, I I guess we'll find out, but I, that that will have an impact on this game. Uh, did, did, did we lose you? We might have lost Dave. Um, all right, let's uh, let's look at the Mountain West. The Mountain West. I was on mute, and I I was on mute, and I just don't want to talk about Alabama anymore. So carry on. Fair enough. Uh, Mountain West Conference uh, Championship game. This one is uh, on ESPN Saturday night at seven forty-five from Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. The Blue Field, uh, number twenty-five, Fresno State at ten and two. Visits number twenty-two Boise State, who is also ten and two, and a two and a half point 
home favorite. The over-under on this one, 53. Uh, Boise State won their uh, Week 11 matchup 24-17. to 17. And I, I think that's probably about where – about where you're at. I mean, week 11 was just wasn't that long ago. Uh, these two teams, I don't think, are, are a whole lot different. You're, you know, you're playing at Boise State. Um, so, so I'm going to take Boise State. I'm going to take uh, with the points, uh, win outright. I'm going to go the under. I'm, I'm going to go some kind of similar idea, whether it's, you know, 27 to 20 with 24. Hell, it could be the same damn score, 24 to 17. But I think that that's kind of the. I think that's kind of the number you're settling on is, is somewhere around there. So Boise State with the points uh, and the under. So what did Vegas set this total at here, Jim? Uh, 53. And what was the first game score? 24-17. So 41? 41. So why did Vegas set the total 12 points higher for a second matchup three weeks later? Because Vegas knows best. Take the over and Fresno. Give me the Bulldogs. All right. How about it? All right. Let's then go to Bank of America Stadium. Uh, I believe that would be a home of your uh, faltering Carolina Panthers. Saturday at 8 p.m. on ABC. These two teams did not play in the regular season. It is number two Clemson, 12-0, and and... Good Lord, a 27-and-a-half-point favorite versus Pittsburgh, who comes in at 7-5. and five. Uh, The over-under, and this is what's even sillier about it, the over-under is at 52-and-a-half. So if you look at 52-and-a-half, <laughs> Clemson is a 27-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, that tells you where where the, the, the line is uh, setting up for this one. Here, uh, Clemson, I'm going to take Clemson to win the game outright. I, I do not think that Pitt is going to win this game um I'm going to take Pittsburgh with the points and I'm going uh, 52 and a half uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go over on the points um I, I think it's gonna have to kind of be one of those slugfest things but you know I think Pitt can can make a play here or there defensively uh, disrupt a couple of drives, maybe scare Clemson even into the third quarter. That Clemson's going to pull away with it. Uh, but there's no way, there is no way I'm taking Clemson with 27 and a half points. I agree. I agree that 27 is a big number, but I don't see how Pittsburgh does anything on this Clemson defense. And I don't see how Pittsburgh stops this Clemson run game and offense. So I am taking Pittsburgh straight up or Clemson straight up. Joke there. Um, Clemson straight up, Clemson laying the 27 wow. and a half and give me the under. Wow. Okay. Man, whew, that's a that's a lot of points, Dave. That is a lot of points, man. A lot of points. Penn State beat Penn State beat Pitt. Enough said. Okay. All right. We will we will see. And then the last conference championship game to predict. We have uh Saturday on Fox at 8 p.m. from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. These two teams also did not play in the regular season. Number 21 Northwestern comes in at 8 and 4 versus number 6 Ohio State coming in 11 and 1. They're a 14 point favorite and the over under at 60 and a half. Um I'll tell you right now I will take the over in this one. Um you know I I I think both teams uh can score. Um and and obviously you know Based on what we saw Ohio State do last week, you you have to think that they they they, they have to 
you know, kind of be playing with a little bit of swagger, you would think. I understand. I know what we've seen them do versus Maryland this year. I know what we've seen them do against other teams this year. But you got you got to think that 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 you know maybe something clicked with them last week, um, and 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 they dropped over sixty themselves. I don't think they're going to score sixty this week, but I think that you're going to take the over, and. I'm going to take Northwestern with points. I'm going to take Ohio State to win, um, but I, I, I just don't see. I I think Northwestern has the potential again. You know, similar to like Pitt against Clemson to at least keep it close for a portion of the game. Um, but uh, again, Ohio State wins. Well, Jim, I, I kind of like uh, the one pick that you made there with taking Northwestern with the points. Um, this game's going to stay under, but uh, more importantly, Northwestern's not going to need the points. Northwestern's going to win the Big Ten championship game. Woohoo! Wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love that. <laughs> I, I really would. Like, um, and uh, y- you know, it would it would make uh, Notre Dame's resume look better too. So I, I'd be totally fine with it. But uh, I like the pick, Dave. Well, I like. Jim, you just set this up perfectly. You, you just mentioned that Notre Dame team. When do they play this weekend? They don't. They don't have to play this week. They're already in the playoff. I, I don't understand how you can make the playoff and not win your conference championship game. Well, it's easy when you don't play in a conference. You just win your win your schedule, win outright, play a hard schedule, and uh, and you and you'll get in. And 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 I have no fear. And based on your predictions, um. There, there should be no problem with Notre Dame being well locked in to a spot because uh, you know I know you 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 would like to think that there's going to be some fear uh, in me this weekend, but there isn't. Um, I, I would have been scared if Notre Dame would have come in at four um, this week, but locked in at number three, they're in. It's just all a matter of you know if Georgia pulls an upset, if Pitt somehow pulls an upset. Um, you know, Notre Dame's positioning might change, but um, they, 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 they're in the playoff and, and they should be no lower than number three to me. Um, so, Dave, what is... See, I don't think that they're a guarantee to get in. I think they're a very a strong case to get in. I don't think they're a guarantee or a, a stamp it or a lock it or whatever crap you were spewing earlier, but I think they're <laughs> a, a very, very strong case to get in. So okay, I, I so I assume that that you know you're are are you going on a premise of in in your scenario where Notre Dame doesn't get in, I would assume Georgia would have to beat Alabama, and Oklahoma and Ohio State would would have, would have to win big. Is that is that kind of a picture that you're imagining where Notre Dame I, wouldn't get I in? I think again, I feel like there has to be some kind of drama build up because this is a committee and they're unpredictable. I agree with you that I think it's very likely that Notre Dame's in. But what happens if Georgia beats Alabama by 10? Georgia jumps Notre Dame, no doubt. Correct. In my eyes. I don't know that I believe that Alabama drops below Notre Dame, so that pushes Notre Dame to fourth. Okay. Rightly or wrongly, not here or there. Right. Rightly or wrongly. But if that's the case, if, if Georgia beats Alabama by 10 and Oklahoma beats Texas by by 28, I'm not so sure that the committee doesn't put Oklahoma in rightly or wrongly. Again, not that I'm saying that it's going to happen, 
But if something like that happens, I think the discussion is rampant for 12 hours. I mean, there there will no doubt be discussions about it. There there will no doubt be um, some drama, at least in discussions, because you know how that shit plays itself out on, on the TV show is is they they instead of unveiling the rankings from the start and then discussing you know the the next couple of weeks you t- you spend most of the program discussing you know potential scenarios of of what teams come out in the top 4 but like the, the this these are some stats that that I know you know obviously Notre Dame only team in the country with 12 SBS, uh, FBS wins this year um they have four wins over teams in the college football playoff top 25 i think that's the highest number of any team um and at least in terms of the top six teams notre dame strength of schedule is third overall um by you know based on based on wins and losses like i i just i i i i can i can see your point you know to if uh you know oklahoma beats texas really big but i I just have a hard time envisioning a scenario. And again, because you do have to contribute at least in into the discussion money for the for the playoff games and for these bowl games. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Like I I, I don't see how you don't get Notre Dame in, in the top four. Whether, you know, like you said, if if Georgia wins there's a possibility, depending on how how big the score is, that Notre Dame could get bumped to four. And as long as they're in, I, I honestly, I honestly don't really care. But it, for money and for ratings, I, I don't see how you get Oklahoma or Ohio State uh, above Notre Dame. I, I I just don't see it. You know, it's 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 the same reason why you know under the old BCS format that, that there was like Notre Dame clauses that if they were, you know, 10 and two and ranked above, I think it was 15 that they were, I think they were guaranteed a lock in a BCS bowl game. Again, it was not necessarily right. And I think it's part of the reason we ended up with a playoff, but I, I, I just, I just don't see it. I really, I really do not see a, 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 a final four this Sunday. And it, which is weird for me to be, you know, th- this confident after after what happened in 2012, I feel like I've become much less confident about, um, you know, kind of guaranteeing Notre Dame anything. But I, I just, I, I, I really can't see a scenario that Notre Dame doesn't end up in the Final Four. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's likely, but I think there's potential that it could happen. On the flip side, and another reason that I love Northwestern this this weekend is with the, what the committee has done with Oklahoma being ahead of Ohio State is what does Ohio State have to play for if Oklahoma beats Texas pretty big? Yeah. Ohio State has absolutely nothing to play for. That game does not matter. Yeah, if Oklahoma wins big, Ohio State, it, it doesn't – yeah, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, now, again, if Oklahoma wins by a field goal – I think I think if I, Ohio State goes in and, and stomps Northwestern, then I think you're talking about Ohio State jumping Oklahoma. But yeah, if Oklahoma wins by because what they're favored by uh, eight, if they win by 
14 or more, good night, Ohio State. Thanks for playing along. Shouldn't have gotten your teeth kicked in by Purdue. Like, if you only lose to Purdue, you're probably ahead of Oklahoma this week based on what you did on Saturday. But when 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 you got your faces kicked in by Purdue and you almost lost to Maryland um, and, and you look shaky against inferior opponents most of the season, you did this to yourself. Like, and, you know... You, you can call it college football karma or whatever, you know, if people want to believe in that based on the way the season started for Ohio State. You know, I, I just believe, you know, don't lose. And don't lose big to inferior teams. Like, Purdue looked flashy at times, and they, but they ended up 6-6. Six and six. So, don't, don't get your asses kicked by crappy opponents, and you won't have to worry about, um, you know, you won't have to worry about you know what happens on a noon game when you play at eight o'clock? It's that. It's really that yeah, Jim, simple. I I completely agree with you here, and I think the one thing uh, I want to add to this kind of before putting a bow on the, uh, the college football piece here, using gym terminology. Mm-hmm. But uh, what? Who who do you think, assuming Alabama wins the the um, SEC and Clemson is number two? Mm-hmm. Who gives Alabama the best first round game? And uh, assuming that you're so so convinced that, that Notre Dame's going to stay number three. Who gives Alabama the best game um, week one? And and to me, you have to go with Ohio State there. Um, if Oklahoma gets Alabama, Alabama might score 100 points against that Oklahoma defense, <laughs> and they'll stop Oklahoma at least three times, so they yeah. win the game right there. Yeah, um, But I think that I, whether I like Ohio State or not, I mean – they're probably the team that's going to give Alabama the best first round game, assuming that you're correct with the other, the other pieces of the puzzle. And I think Clemson's going to give Alabama a hell of a game. Yeah. I, 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 you know, not to be boring, but I agree with you. Yeah. If, 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 if it's Alabama, Oklahoma, Alabama is going to score 14 before the national national anthems over. Um, because Oklahoma doesn't win because of their defense. Like, you know, so, uh, and you don't. Last thing you want to do is get into a shootout um, with Nick Saban, uh, the and and that and the team they have this year, especially with giving them like a, almost a month's time to prepare. Um, I, I would have thought that the, the the team that would have given them the best would have would have been a team that's now sitting at number seven. And I think we discussed that based on defensive play. Um, but that that defense has got got beat up. So yeah, I think Ohio State out of if if, if Alabama beats Georgia, the best. The team that's going to give them the best first round is Ohio State, and um, and that, that's obviously a, a caveat of uh, Ohio State showing up the way they can show up if they choose to. So, Dave, crystal ball it. Is it possible that uh, is it possible that Alabama is a double digit favorite in both playoff games? The the only team in question uh, is Clemson, and I I got to believe that if Alabama is is favored by eight and a half over over Georgia. I got to believe they're favored by about the same over Clemson. I mean, realistically, Alabama is a thirteen point favorite over Georgia. Um, oh, I got a, I got a mixed up there, but I, yeah. I got to believe that that thirteen points. I mean, Clemson and uh, Clemson and Georgia. Clemson's got to be a slight favorite over those two. So, I mean, I got to believe you're in the the seven to ten range there, right? Yeah, I mean, Bama, Bama will will definitely be. Um, 
with a win this week will definitely be a double digit favorite in their first playoff game. Um, and they, yeah, I think they will also, um, more than likely be a, a double digit favorite, uh, in the, in the national championship game. Um, and I don't, and uh, again, you can, you can call it hubris. You can call it the fact that I'm just overly confident right now. Cause it's, you know, over uh, as of currently a month, over a month away from the, from when these games get played on December 29th. Um, and I'm not saying Notre Dame would beat Clemson, but I think that game is going to be closer than a lot of people would assume that it's going to be. I, I don't think that Clemson is a lock to beat Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame has to play their best game of the season to beat Clemson. Um, cause defensively they can slow them down, but you can't have these, these hiccups with, uh, with the offense where you, where you don't, uh, come out firing to start the game. Like if that offense plays the way the way it can, I I think that could that could potentially be your your best of the of the college football playoff games would be a Notre Dame Clemson matchup. But Dave, real quick, what is your final four Sunday at noon or three thirty or eleven thirty p.m. Whatever whatever time that. Those talking heads on ESPN finally spit out the bowl games and the top four. What is, in your opinion, the top four going to be this Sunday? Alabama, 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 Alabama. Ha, ha, ha. Alabama, Clemson, the non-conference champion, and the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, that's probably my... the same. The same four that you have. And... Yep. Um, I, I just am kind of sad because there's not really drama this year. Yeah, there, there is. Um, but a... I think. Go ahead, there, Jim. I'm done. Oh uh, yeah, it, it, I, I'm I'm right there with you. That's my four, and yeah, not no drama, no, you know, nobody's biting fingernails or anything like that. Like it, it, the, I'm even even with Notre Dame going to be in the playoff. There's not. There's going to be no need for me to to really tune away from the NFL. Like I'll probably just put it on my iPad and uh, just confirm that they're playing Clemson uh, in the uh, and that would be in the Orange Bowl. So, um, yeah, I think that's your four. All right, Dave. Um, just in the interest of time, not really going to talk, you know, much about really anything about the NFL except for uh, real quick uh, two quarterback change. Well, one definite quarterback change. And one that I think is really, you know, the writing's on the wall. Um, Lamar Jackson started the last two weeks with Baltimore. The team looks a lot better. Uh, Joe Flacco may be healthy this week. Nobody knows. Um, and Blake Bortles benched in favor of Cody Kessler in Jacksonville. Um, are Flacco and Blake Bortles done with their current teams, in your opinion? Bortles, 100% yes. Flacco, 95% yes. Yeah. Um, I think we touched on this in our preseason game that uh, Flacco had the uh, Flacco had an uphill battle. It was a clear shift in the team when they drafted uh, Lamar, but then they also signed RG three as a backup at some point. Uh, I don't even know if he's still there. It's been ultra ultra quiet. But um, no, he is. He, he lined up as a uh, he lined up as a running back. I think two weeks ago and got a carry. So RG three still on the roster. No, yeah, interesting, but. Uh, it's kind of a clear direction that it seems like this Ravens team wants to go or head. And um, whether you agree with it or not, it's, it seems to be the, the direction that they're going in. 
So who knows? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, Bortles is Bortles. I think is definitely done in Jacksonville. I think they're going to move on. Um, I think he's there's, and I don't think he's ever going to be great. And so let me let me preface that. But I think there's potential for him to to land somewhere and uh, potentially get a starting job again. But you know he's going to be kind of a serviceable serviceable backup that'll get some time when his starter gets hurt. But yeah, I think Flacco's done in Baltimore as well. And uh, time will tell where he ends up. So let's go to our uh, NFL pickums for the week, our big four matchups in week number three. And let's start off. Uh, th- this week's slate of games ain't pretty. Like it, the bye weeks are finally done. You have a full NFL slate for the weekend. But th- this slate of games is not pretty. It was hard for me to find four um, that were actually, in my opinion, going to be good games. So uh, let's try and let's try it though. Uh, tomorrow night, the ten and one Saints. Our seven and a half point favorite traveling to the six and five first place in the NFC least Dallas Cowboys. The over under uh, 52 and a half tomorrow night at 820 p.m. on Fox and the NFL Network. Um, I will say this. Um, the key and the key to Dallas having any chance. And I think they have a slim, very, very, very slim chance as thin as this piece of paper of uh of pulling off the upset, but I think the key is um, running the ball, keeping Drew Brees and that offense off of the field because the Saints defense isn't very good, but you do not want to get into a shootout with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. So, um, And I saw this stat earlier. The, the Saints are the only team the Cowboys have never beaten on the NFL on Fox. They are 0-9 against the Saints. So, you know, that, that that's, a, that's just one of those things that makes you feel good. Um, I'm going to go Cowboys with the points. I think it's going to be close. I will go Saints uh, outright uh, to win the game, uh, but I'm going to go over because obviously the Saints are going to Saints can score, and uh, th- this Cowboys offense looks completely different uh, since the Amari, Amari Cooper trade. Um, so Cowboys with the points and the over. So Jim, I, I think you have an interesting point that the Cowboys need to be able to run the ball, but I think the real key to the game, and I, I saw this on on Twitter, I think it was. But the real key to the is the Cowboys have to be able to bend but not break on defense. The Saints are going to move the ball, no doubt about it. But they have to be able to, when they get into the red zone, they have to be able to stop multiple tries with three points and not seven. Um, so I think that's the key. Um, this Cowboys team has been trending up and up. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I have no feel in this game from a line perspective. Um this Saints team is is the uh, is based on the line. They're saying that the Saints team is almost 15 points better than the Washington Redskins were last week because the Cowboys were a seven and a half point favorite. So in both games in Dallas, um, that just seems kind of a little absurd to me. But I, I guess you know it, it's how good the top couple teams are compared to the rest of the league. Sure. Um, I, I'm obviously taking the Saints straight up. I I agree with your overpick, um, but I have absolutely no feel in the number. I mean, gut, I would say um, you're probably going to take the Cowboys just because you're catching that key number seven and a half. Um, but I don't like this game at all from a number perspective. Yeah, I mean, if if you know, I were uh, you know, if I were doing that thing that is now legal in, in the state of Pennsylvania, if I was putting any money on the on games, I, I wouldn't touch this one because. 
you know, the, the Saints probably are also due for a letdown game. I mean, they, they've won, I think, 10 in a row now. Like, then they lose week one and they rattle off 10 in a row and they also, you know, they beat, uh, then they beat the Rams in the process. So, that you know, they, they're a team that at some point you would think would have a hiccup as well. All right, let's go to um, Sunday at 425 p.m. So, not, there's no, there was no game in the one o'clock slate that I thought, oh, this seems like a good one or has some sort of impact um on on potential playoffs and things like that so um that tells you where you're at for the for the sunday slate uh the six four and one minnesota vikings travel to the eight and three new england patriots who are a five point home favorite the over under at 48 and a half this one at 425 uh on fox on sunday uh you know the nfc north may be as bad as hard as it is to believe um, as the NFC East, slightly better, but maybe about just as bad. I think a, a division that has a lot of disappointment. Um, New England has been shaky at times throughout this year. Um, coming off a Super Bowl loss, like they they, they just they they haven't looked exactly the same. Like that that maybe you're finally getting to that point uh, with New England that uh, you know the empire is falling. So um, I, I like New England to win here. I will take the points with even with the five. Uh, it's I, I, it's just an odd number to me, um, but I'm going to take the under. I, I I don't like. Yeah, I, I don't like either of these teams to score a lot of points for right now, honestly. So uh, Patriots with the points and the under. I'm going to take the under. The Patriots or the Vikings catching the five and the Vikings straight up because. Tom Brady's gay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, then let's go to Sunday night. Your L.A. Chargers at 8-3 and three, travel to Pittsburgh where the 7-3-1, three and one, three and a half point home favorite Pittsburgh Steelers meet your Chargers. Uh, f- uh, 51 and a half is your over-under line. That one, of course, 8-20 on NBC. Um, I, the Steelers aren't good. I don't care that they're 7-3-1. and one. Thank you, Browns. Um, I like the Chargers in this game. So obviously, you know, you know, three and a half point home favorite. You know, you're you're basically calling to push on a neutral field. So, um, and it's not a one o'clock game. Like Western West Coast teams have trouble coming east and playing early. Shouldn't be a problem for the Chargers here. Um, I think the Steelers fans are kind of teetering on uh, hating hating themselves and hating their team and hating their. Uh, their quarterback so um i like the chargers to win here actually i like them to win fairly big uh so i'm going to take the over on that as well chargers in the over wow jimmy this feels like a spot that it it feels almost impossible to play the steelers doesn't it yeah so you're going to play the steelers i'm going to play the steelers against the against the chargers um melvin gordon is out for the chargers um granted i don't think there's a huge drop off in running back there um, but I think that this is more of a uh, a a game that after the two stinkers that the Steelers have laid on the road, um, granted they should have lost to Jacksonville and they won, but they probably should have beaten Denver and they lost. So realistically, that one-on-one road trip is probably pretty accurate. Um, however, they played a pretty good game last week and didn't win. But uh, I, I do like this Steelers team to bounce back here after two, uh, two rather poor games, and it's a primetime game, and... Um, the last t- primetime game for the Steelers was pretty successful for them. So 
Um, that was a home game as well. I'm not, I'm not mentioning who they played or anything, but um, <laughs> that was a, uh, a, a kind of I, – I, I like this Chargers team a lot, but uh, I, I think there's some value in the line here on Pittsburgh at uh, minus three and a half. All right, and then let's go to Monday night, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. You have the 6-5 and five Redskins traveling uh, just a little bit north to the 5-6 and six Philadelphia Eagles, who are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles with the points um, and the over just because uh, I want – there to be a three-way tie for the top of the NFC East with the Cowboys still holding the edge. Uh, I do not want the Redskins back in first place, even though I'd love to see the Eagles fall. Um, but the, it's a straight selfish pick for me. Eagles points over. This is an interesting one because um, a lot of the situational stats on this will point to play Washington. Um, second division game in a row for for Eagles on normal rest, Washington has long rest, but it's the second road divisional game in a row for Washington. Um, I I think that this is this is the Eagles' last stand, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, realistically, this is a must-win for the Eagles um, and kind of their last stand to the playoffs in my eyes um, if they want to have any chance at repeating. So I think you get an all-out um, max effort from the Eagles here and they cover the they cover the seven, I think. Uh, but I, I think that this is going to be an ugly game to watch for a football fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you there about about the Eagles. I think they're at a at a must win pretty much every week. I think they're they're kind of every every week is a playoff at this point. So, um, but uh, there it is, man. Like I said, we're only a few days away from uh, from knowing what the final four matchups will be and what the bowl picture is going to look like and. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do a, uh, a little poll for some shout out or, a a, a, um, pool, uh, bowl pick on pool for, uh, maybe a little, little guest spot or something on the show. Stay tuned to our social media for that huddle up podcast on both Facebook and Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to, I think we're gonna have some fun, uh, with the bowl games this year, but, uh, Dave, if you have nothing else to add, man, we're going to wrap this thing up actually, uh, just slightly over. Uh, our normal one hour time yeah nothing to add just uh enjoy the games this weekend and uh get me some uh get me some uh props here when northwestern upsets ohio state and uh just wondering how bad you're planning on losing in the bowl pickup this year jim <laughs> uh i will have no problem and th- this will be one of the few times you hear me say it i'll have no problem uh giving you props for a for an ohio state loss so uh dave i think i think we're gonna see each other on sunday uh, but if not, I can't remember what day it is anymore. Uh, if nothing else, I'll talk to you next Wednesday, bud. You got it, man. That's news to me that we're hanging out on Sunday. But uh, <laughs> I'll have uh, I'll have some cold beer ready for you, and I'll have the uh, tissues waiting when Notre Dame comes in at number five. And a oh my god, this, this could be nightmare scenario for me. Good God, if I'm around you and <laughs> Notre Dame doesn't get into the the final four. We may never have a show again. This could be the last one uh, just because we may not talk to each other after that. But, hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what Sunday gives us, and we'll talk about it next week. Did, did I just hear a slight bit of doubt creep into your hand, head? Because that no. wasn't confident Jim there. I think, no, I think my, no, uh, no. They're in. my mechanisms are working. <laughs> All right, Dave. We'll talk to you, bud. See you, man.
All right, that's gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna close up the shop here, and we appreciate another week of you uh, following along and paying attention to the show. Make sure you are following along with us on Facebook and Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. Follow along to our home network, NGSE Sports, by going to ngscsports.com. Check out the articles and all the shows over there. And their sponsor and our sponsor, Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out their Facebook page where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford there. You will find pillows and stools featuring your favorite sports teams. And you have sets with your kids' favorite cartoon or movie characters as well. Full body, neck pillows, and more. Log on to NGSCSports.com. Find the Alicia Pillows and Things tab on the homepage and place your order. Makes a great gift for Christmas. There's still time to get it at prices anybody can afford. Until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. (laughs) 